0: Army veteran Zachary Layden found solace and renewal through his deep connection with horses, establishing a thriving horse recreation business. Zachary's dedication to helping veterans through horseback riding sets him apart. With a unique blend of technology, equestrian artistry, and business acumen, he offers invaluable leadership insights from his military service and entrepreneurial ventures. Join us as we explore Zachary's inspiring journey of entrepreneurship, horsemanship, and the world of coding.
1: Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying
0: to escape,
1: this podcast is dedicated to your success. And
0: now, your host, Joe Crane. Service isn't just what Navy Federal Credit Union does, it's who they are. That's why Navy Federal created tools to help you earn and save more, learn more, at navyfederal.org slash join. All right, we're talking with Army veteran Zachary Layden from Ocean View Stables, which is a thriving horse recreation business. Zachary, looking forward to seeing some of the great things you've done with, with horses and you got a thriving business. Uh, um, we were talking before, the, before we started about you, you actually figured out the business model for owning a horse farm. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. But we do want to hear what you did in the Army. So let's start off with that.
1: Yeah, so I, I went in as infantry. And I uh, had the privilege to be a part of a uh, special operations. It was long range surveillance. I deployed to Afghanistan with them. It was, it was, there was good and bad. And I guess the, the, the part that I'll go to is, is, uh, you know, everybody who's deployed on a combat side has, has their stories and has what, what, what they've done and, and uh, how it affects them. Uh, my story really starts at the, the post level. So when I came back from uh, Afghanistan. I got out of the military shortly after that, uh, out of active duty. Uh, I switched MOSs and I went in the reserves for a little bit, and I went to college because that's the the thing that you expect to do when you get out. You use that GI Bill. I tried to follow the path that was most expected of me at first, and I would say that getting out of the military, uh, you know, I was struggling with PTSD. Uh, I was struggling with the things that that occurred. Uh, in Afghanistan. And I think that the PTSD was a partial piece of that. And also a piece of me joining the military at 17 coming out in my 20s without a strong sense of purpose anymore. And when I was in, I had that, I had a strong sense of purpose. I had a team, I had, a. Go- I had goals and, and going to college, uh, it, there was, there was a disconnect there and I didn't have that anymore. Um, right. so I, I found myself going down a path and uh, I wasn't I wasn't happy I started getting anxiety I was I was depressed I had no purpose and and I kind of hit rock bottom and there uh you know I don't mind saying it. I got a DUI and it it was it was a negative aspect of my life at that point uh the only thing it really did was uh uh you know financially it wasn't great uh school it didn't affect it too much other than you know, I just didn't want to be there. And there was a Vietnam vet that, that found that I had some horse knowledge under my belt. And he said, Hey, instead of coming to this program that I had to go to because of the DUI, uh, you can come to my ranch. You can help me tip these Mustangs and, and I'll sign off on your paper. I was like, easy. Let's go. So I went there and I, and I wasn't looking at it to be any type of uh, you know, healing process or anything. I just went there and I was going to help this guy and get my thing signed off and move on with my life. Yeah. Uh, and and I I was going there just once a week and 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 the horses needed more time, so then I started going twice a week. And I was like, you know what, those horses need more time. So I f- I was spending almost every day there. Uh, I'd get done with school and I would jet over there and go there on the weekends and pretty much every extra moment that I had, I was over there with those horses and. Uh, he started, the guy who was having me help him sent me to clinics um, so that I could learn more about horsemanship and it, it changed my life and made me, I started feeling present. I started feeling with uh, like I had purpose. I started feeling happy again. It, it completely changed everything. I, I was coming back. You could see a complete different person from when I worked with the horses and the days that I didn't. Yeah. My family saw me as, as the guy I was before I ever left from the military, just this happy go lucky guy. Uh, the days I was working with the horses and then a grumpy guy when I wasn't and there was something there uh, so so th- there was a a moment where it just clicked and I was like you know what I'm I'm kind of at a point in my life where I don't have responsibility I've I've kind of hit rock bottom nobody expects much of me they kind of think I'm a shithead right now so why not just shoe for it and try to make my dreams come true and, and make a business with the horses um, so I put together a plan I went to you know, just like in the military, you got to, you have to build your intel. You got to understand what the the mission is. So I had a goal. And then I started going to facilities that I thought were doing a good job, a good job at this. And I asked if I could work for free to to learn from them. And uh, I did that. And I also started acquiring some horses. Uh, and the smart thing I was doing with that was I was knocking on land that had no, uh, that, that, that was overgrown, that had nothing on it that had you know, good plots of land and knock on the doors and say, Hey, I'll put horses on here. Eat down your fire danger. You'll have beautiful ornaments in your backyard and uh, we're all happy and people loved it. So I was able to acquire a couple hundred acres of land for free to rotate my horses on. And that was, that was a good uh, starting point. Oh, but uh, awesome. yeah, I've started with a little bit of pretty close to nothing. And since uh, the, the infancy stage of this to now, I ju- we just bought a multimillion dollar horse facility in San Francisco. So <laughs> we, I, my wife and I really figured out the, the algorithm for this,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know has has a retired sergeant major on on the show a while back, and he said well but he said, you know just being in the military is a traumatic experience you know, and then take everything you know above and beyond that, especially with you know the conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq and all that, but I thought it was funny, just I'd never really heard anybody say that like you know, a retired sergeant major." just being in the military is a traumatic experience. (laughs) So um, did you, did you know, like when, did you know you were suffering from PTSD right away or was you just kind of like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then gradually you started figuring out what was going on.
1: This is, this is why we have the program we have at uh, our facilities. And this is why I think it has such a big impact. And this is, there's no way in hell I would have gone to a person to, to, to to get help for, for, I didn't think I needed help. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me. I, I, you know, and I, it's hard to teach or tell a warrior that there's something wrong with you mentally. Go talk to a shrink. You know, like that's, that's just not something that, that, that was going to cross my mind. It's not something I was ever going to do. Right. Uh, and it wasn't until later I've, I, I reflected on it later on and realized how much these horses did for me, it was, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time, so I can't go into every story, but there was one gentleman at the VA who needed help. And, and he wanted somebody, he wanted the VA to drive him home. He just happened to be close to my ranch. And so I decided to do it. I, but as we were driving, I realized he probably needed horses i kind of saw like this vietnam vet helped me and i'm like hey this might be my opportunity to help a vet. so i brought him to the ranch and he worked with the horses and and i was like okay he went on a ride and said okay, i'll take you home now And he's like well could i stay and i let him stay all day and then he's like could, could i come back tomorrow <laughs> so i let him come back the next day and he kind of just like stayed for months <laughs> and and he came to me one day and said you know i was gonna go home and kill myself and that was huge for me because i was like what the and he's like now you know and it gave him purpose again and he he come like he identified as a cowboy he he had an opportunity to have purpose again and wow. he he wasn't looking for a job he's fully disabled and by the way this is a gentleman who did not go to war this is a gentleman who did not uh, do combat like i did and he had his own traumas that, that i'm not going to go into but you know like uh, that sergeant major said there's there's a lot of traumas in the military even if you're not one of us that went to combat you know and and we i got to see this guy's change and another person came out and as then i was like you know what just like this guy and just like myself and many other people i don't want to build a program and i wanted to build a program where the va can help pay for it and veterans can come ride and uh be a part of it and it could be a therapy program that was the first thought But then i was like fuck that i'm going to build a program where everybody else is gonna pay for it and veterans are just gonna be able to ride for free. And that's my program. And, and, and so out of that, I, I've, I started developing this program. It's, like, it's a for-profit, I'm gonna make money, veterans are gonna ride for free, and that's, that's the model. And uh, it's, it, it's worked and veterans take advantage of it. They can come as often as they want. I put together clinics uh, often where it's veteran only clinics and we can do leadership courses with horses and uh, they can come and do trail rides whenever they want. They can do lessons. Uh, and you know, that's just one of many stories that yeah. I've had, I've had several people come up to me and say, you know, this, this changed everything for them.
0: Wow. So, cause I was going to ask you like, are, are you running a charity or a 501 C3 and you're, but so you are for profit and veterans ride for free. That that's your model. I thought maybe you're going to go into like, Oh, I'm running a hybrid here where I've got a for profit model built in and mixed in with, with a, uh, with a 501 C3, which is done, you know, in some places like like sometimes the hybrid model, a really good example is you have a cooking school that's a 501c3, a charity, a nonprofit. And out front, you have a storefront where they sell all their goods and that, that, that part makes money. And so you blend them together and you have, there's IRS rules and all that. But So you just basically created your own model um, and found something that works and it's been going great. So um, I'm going to hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. As a member owned not-for-profit, Navy Federal puts members at the heart of every single thing that they do. Low fees and great rates. Resources to help you crush your financial goals. 24-7 access to stateside member service representatives with award-winning customer service. Members can enjoy earnings and savings of $473 per year by banking with us. An average credit card APR that's 6% lower than the industry average. A market-leading regular savings rate nearly two times the industry average. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. If have had reserves the right to change or discontinue promotions and rates at any time without notice. Dollar value represents the results of the 2022 Navy Federal Member Giveback Study. Credit card value claim based on 2022 internal average APR assigned to members compared to advertised industry APR average published on creditcards.com. Value based on 2022 internal regular savings rate average compared to the 2022 industry regular savings rate average published on the FDIC.gov. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to the global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see, China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. So they can't afford to mess up or there will be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does that mean for Americans like you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why it's a smart idea to stock up on the kit of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. Handpacked packed in the USA, these kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food by typing in the code VETERAN at checkout. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use code VETERAN to get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots Survival Food. That's 4Patriots.com. Use code VETERAN. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-pushing ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Ever wish you could spend less time planning, shopping, and cooking for the family and more time with them? From easy, time-saving breakfasts and family dinners to kid-approved lunches and snacks, HelloFresh has what it takes to keep everyone, including you, happy and satisfied. My wife and I love cooking HelloFresh meals together, and when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every week. We love how HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. This fall, skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Veteran and use code 50Veteran for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. To get America's number one meal kit, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Veteran and use code Five zero veteran for fifty percent off plus plus fifteen percent off for the next two months. All right, back talking with Army veteran Zachary Laden with Ocean View Stables. So, Zachary, uh, equestrian therapy is is a big deal. I, I see it in in veteran news and uh, veteran nonprofits all over the country, and had a couple other horse guys over the years on the show in the past. But so, I want to ask you, like, it it works so. What it how how does it work? Like what? Why do you think it's working? So with horses, we can start with horses. When you work with a horse,
1: they get a little better, or a little worse every time you work with them. And if you can't tell me exactly how you made them better, you've made them worse. And they they take deliberate action with pressure and release of pressure to get something through. So. So these, we're not just letting people go and pet horses and and see what happens. We we're showing them horsemanship and a lot of stuff on the ground, and then we go into riding and so on and so forth. And again, uh, so that I clear, veterans can come and they can just do a guided trail right down to the beach. They don't need to go through a big program. And they don't need to do lessons. But uh-huh. if they happen to want to learn horsemanship, then I would be showing them something that they need to do. And there's going to be a deliberate action that needs to be taken they're going to need to go in there and they're going to work this 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 dance with the horse until they get this thing done and when they get it done the horse is going to sit there and it's going to lick and chew and it's going to process it and you can see like an absolute change in the horse like okay i did it and you can see that in the horse and horses are super present then they're a reflection of you and so that's the part that's the key right there they're a reflection of you they they're intelligence they're going to to show you 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 can't lie to me and say that, that you and the horse are having a connection the horse is going to tell me the truth and so if you're going to go in there and try to have a connection with this horse but you're still frustrated because you got you know baggage from from earlier in the day and someone pissed you off uh, you're, you're not going to have a good connection with that horse and we're going to keep working on it until you get that connection and at some point you're going to drop your guard and you're going to allow yourself to be present with the horse. you're going to find that you and that horse can get this thing done that you're trying to get
0: done. And is there any limit on like, this may sound funny. Like, is there a limit on how many relationships with different people one horse can have? Uh, I see, I don't, you don't necessarily assign one horse to one veteran or or anything like that. It's just, they might pick a horse where they start working with them. And it's, it's, it's really not the horse they're bringing around. It's more like them they're bringing around or like, is there, is that ever an issue? Like
1: to me? Many- yeah. So what I'm trying to do when people come around again, this is not, this is not your typical therapy program. I'm teaching horsemanship. I'm teaching yeah. these people how to, to, to be able to work with horses okay. and how to ride well and get good equitation. So if you have a good foundation, just like, you know, that's like saying that a, a, a horse trainer how are they training all these different horses right i i'm able to take an old horse and i'm able to get them a better way and get them into a program and and uh and and give them a second job uh the horses have their pasts too so if they have some traumas then we have to work those traumas uh which is kind of a, a unique blend because i like to take horses with behavioral issues with 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 past traumas and and rehabilitate them and then have veterans that have past problems, past traumas, and then rehabilitate them together <laughs> so that they're working in sync together. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like one person, one horse, the only horse that I have that's one person, one horse is uh, I have this old bronc. Well, oh, this he's pretty young still. That I have this bronking horse that I took on, and I had a mission to to prove my horsemanship and make this horse as soft as possible. So like every little move is the absolute, like I could just like look at him and he's going to do all of these moves. And, and it, and it worked I it turned into this amazingly soft horse. Uh, what, what I didn't anticipate was, you know, this is a bronchian horse that now has a really, really soft feel. And so if somebody gets on this horse that puts on too much pressure, well, horses want to get, out of that pressure. So they go through their toolbox of things that they could think of to get this release. And non brocking horses will be like, okay, he's asking, what is he asking? Okay, this didn't work, that didn't work. Okay, okay, this, oh, he released. Okay, so that was the thing. Uh, this Bronchien horse, if you put on even a slight bit more pressure than what I put then he's running through his list. And the like second thing that ever comes to his mind is, okay, well, I know I get people off of pressure if I block and he goes crazy. <laughs> uh, so, so I've got this one horse that nobody can ride but me because nobody's, you know, I've got my wife can of course ride him because she's every bit of a horse woman in her own right. And she rides so beautifully and so soft. Uh, and maybe one or two of my students can ride, but for the most part, nobody can ride this horse. So he's my one, my, my stallion.
0: (laughs) So go back to where your first exposure to, to the, the Vietnam veterans horse farm and you got really into it. And then where, where did the transition come? You talked about how you got a few horses and you went around the area and found, found open land and uh, basically let people let you bring their horses onto their land and trim down the, trim down the grass and the shrubs and everything, um, using horses, where did the, where, where did the shift happen from, you know, and I think I'm going to do this in, in the entrepreneurship aspects of it. Yeah. So
1: I was spending time, um, volunteering and interning with uh, horse facility owners so that I can understand the business aspect and, uh, going to clinics to understand the horsemanship aspect better. And the first Piece. I had a goal, and and I was moving towards it. And I was like, okay, I I have some foundation of horsemanship, and and I have this goal that I want to dedicate my life to horses. Now, what skill set do I already have that I can add to this to to build a business? That was my first thought. And I was like, well, I can hunt. Uh, I've taken some land navigation courses, um, and I'm I'm fairly good at it. And and I so, if you put these things together, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to pack people in for hunting trips. That was my first thought and and so I packaged together programs and and uh marketed it and uh the in the meantime, I'm going to college for you know whatever. Itn't matter what I was going to college for because I was using the g i bill to live while well, I was building this business and I was taking out school loans to 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 fund my <laughs> my uh entrepreneurial uh process at the beginning steps and so i I, I utilize school as, as my, um, as my money man for, for this process. <laughs> uh, and, and so while that's funding this, I'm able to, to, to figure out every aspect of, of how to make this work and, and, uh, taking some business classes too, so that I can understand that side of it. And I, um, you know, had an idea of, of what I wanted. So I, I. I, I, I actually the, here's the first spot. The first spot is I, I worked for somebody else's string that was packing somebody in on the Pacific Crest Trail, and this gentleman um, uh, made a big blunder, and he he ended up hurting a horse. The guy who was leading this, uh, and and couldn't. I, I mean, I was so upset with his his process. I was like, I'm not going to go back down there because we drew, we brought, put people down for basically a camping trip. And then we we're supposed to pick them up a week later. And the guy called back and I'm, like, I'm I'm not going with you, but if you want to sign that contract over to me, I'll get my own guys. I'll get my own horses and I'll go, but I don't, I don't trust your methods as a leader. And, um, he was upset at first, but the day before he was supposed to go get them, he's like, fine, it's yours, go take it. And so I took them, I went down with my horses, picked these people back up, had a safe, you know, ride back up and, um, and got paid for that. And, told them that I'd be happy to do this more and tell your friends and you know and then I got a few more calls and that was the starting point of that and I didn't do that for very long uh before my my wife came into the picture she was a, a friend of mine who who did uh some therapy stuff and uh, was was coming up in the world of a cutting and she did some reining so she was a professional she's not a professional she was a a outstanding horsewoman in her own right at this point in our, in our story. And, uh, I brought her along I showed her my horses. I was, I was trying to be cool. And and she was showing me some, some, uh, beautiful, uh, horsemanship that, that was, you know, outstanding and, and it fit the philosophy I was looking for. And so I made sure she never left after that. And, uh, we together put together a program for a wilderness kids camp. And we, um, I went and sent out emails to every, uh, every program that existed, and knocked on doors, and and uh, one of them came back to me, and they were like, "Okay, well, we want to take, uh, you know, twelve kids, on on this wilderness trip, and then two uh, counselors, and we want to do ten of them this summer." And I was like, "Okay, so I have five horses, and you want to take twelve people? Yeah, I can do that." Uh, but you got to pay half of it up front so and then and then then, you know a deposit of half up front and we could do that so then I go home I tell Kalea my wife so we got to buy a dozen horses and (laughs) and we need to train them up and uh, our first kids camp is in a is in a 10 12 days so we got we got two weeks to train up uh, another ten horses. Let's go. So we went and started <laughs> finding these horses, and we already had the, the plan for the land. So we were buying horses, on land, training them, putting them through this process, and and uh, we we put it all together right for the last minute. And now here's another part. Again, sometimes you just gotta make it till you make it because I didn't have the horses, and I said yeah to the contract, and I figured the hell out after I got the contract. Yeah, and then. I had a, a guide, a guy who, who knows this land that we were uh, leasing. We had like 30,000 acres that we were riding on. And, and I had this guy who was an old timer there uh, who said he would come guide the first one for me to really show me the, the lay of the land. And the day of the first group of kids showed up, he, he just didn't show. This guy was like a no go. I was like, okay. Okay. So I have a, a map, a protractor, a compass, and this is a part of the program now. And so I, I, I figured that out again. I, I told the kids, I told the counselors that, Hey, my program is you learn horsemanship and you learn land navigation. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and little do they know, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I made it though. We like, we like We got lost a few times while we we're out there in the wilderness and we pulled out the map and protractor and compass and we we squared it away we figured it out and we got back on track and the kids had no idea the counselors had no idea that that we were actually lost they just figured this was a part of this amazing trip yeah. and after the first one we got called from this this camp They're like this was the most amazing thing ever it was so authentic it felt real <laughs> they, they, they enjoyed it so much and that was a, a big uh step forward uh then uh it went really well we were excited but that was just you know, a summer camp program. So how do we move on to the next step? Cause we great, we made enough money to sustain, but we we're not making enough money to live right. And school's still, still um, taking care of us. So the, the next step after that, m- my wife was missing her family who lived near Sacramento and she was, and we were out in the middle of nowhere here. Um, and she wanted to go there. Actually, the step before that is I put a book online software to our facility, and people were coming to this middle of nowhere place because we we're the only place in California that had book online attached to our horse business. Wow. And so, even though we're in the middle of nowhere, people in the middle of the night were clicking it and purchasing and showing up angry that they had to drive three hours away from Reno. Like, oh, yeah, Cause that's where I was promoting it was Reno, but we we're, you know, three hours in the middle of nowhere from that. Anyway, so then we move forward to, my wife wanting to go closer to her family. So I went into the Sacramento area for a week. Um, didn't tell her what I was doing. I said, you know, I'm I'm going there for work or whatever. And I, I mapped out every single horse facility and every single ranch within a 30 mile radius of her family. And I went to each one of them and I, I wrote down everything I saw that they were doing poorly, that they could do better. Uh, then I went home and I wrote, I, I found the three best or worst situation facilities and I put together a business plan on how I could turn that into a profitable business, how I can make more money. Then I went to them and I said, here is my, my playbook on how you can take this business to the next level. And I said, you can have this and you can, you can build your business into something better. This is free. It's yours. Or you can let me do it and you can take a percentage of it and let me do all the work and I can guarantee you I could hit these numbers. I just don't know if you can hit the numbers I can hit, but, but I have a track record. I can make this happen. Uh, and you know, one of the guys on this 300 acre facility in Sacramento, he's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so he signed us on and I c- called my wife. and was like, pack your shit. We're going to Sacramento. Uh, and, and we got there and we're, we're a awesome. uh, subcontract for, for about a year, uh, when this gentleman, uh, his contract on this facility came up, it was owned by the County.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and he, I told, so this was coming up and I said, Hey, are we secure here? And the guy's like, yeah, 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 sure. And we found that he was going to replace us because his daughter wanted to take over the, the ranch. Oh, really? Uh, so I, I went up to him and I was like, okay, so now I'm bidding against you. And this was an ex-congressman that, that, that had control of this, this 300-acre facility that you know, was leased to him by the county. And so the county's bid came up, and he basically was going to push me out. So I was like, man, county, I'm, I'm going for this, too. And I'm like a 25-year-old kid. Uh, and the county's like, well, you have two weeks to put together an RFP for this. So, my wife and I went down and started writing our plan. And uh, in two weeks, we turned in our plan and uh, and we won. And so we had full control of this 300 acre facility. And my wife was 20 years old and I'm 25. <laughs> and,
0: you pushed and we him have out. now, huh? You pushed him out. Secondly, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, he was
1: pushing me out. And so so we won. We, we took the contract from wow. him. And uh, yeah. my whole thing is like, I, I'm loyal to To the point where you affect my family, and my I will always win when it comes to my family. Yeah. So, um, wow. and yeah. so, yeah, and so
0: so what What are some of the specifics with your model that that's working? Like, how how are you producing, pulling in revenue, and that kind of thing? Is are you still doing uh, trail rides and stuff like that, like you were in the beginning?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, the trail rides are a big part of it. You have to, just like anything, I think that you the only model that works is diversifying. Um, and so I just Decide. I will diversify within this one funnel. I love horses. I have a, a rock. The rock is the horses. Uh, the pebbles that go on top of that is the uh, you know corporate retreats, the the leadership courses. The we do the the lessons of course. That's a good part of it. Uh, the uh, trail rides, pony rides. Um, we were we had a there's weddings going on. Um, at this new facility that we have right now, we're putting pods on the back so that people can stay and they can see the, the, the ocean from their pods, but they're also on a horse ranch in San Francisco, which is unique in itself. Yeah. We're putting a food truck on this facility. So so it's all foundation is around horses, but multi-stream is the idea. You got yeah. to do everything you possibly can with this property, not just, you know, most people think tunnel vision, let's do yeah. lessons That's or tunnel great. vision. Let's yeah. do performance horses or, you know, and it, it, the, the problem with the one outlet, the best you're ever going to do is, you know, if you're lucky, you, you, you'll have a nice six figure wage. Uh, you're, you're not going to get anywhere close to that seven though, without diversifying.
0: Wow. And your revenue positive have been for a while and then pull the veterans in, let, let them get the free, free riding or horse experience whenever, whenever they show up.
1: Yeah, so that really came into when we got this facility in Sacramento. That's when uh, the story I told you earlier, I was at the VA getting my own things taken care of. And I saw this gentleman, I brought him in. This was early on in, in getting the uh, the Sacramento place when I was still like subcontracted. And this gentleman, uh, I saw the impact it had with him. And at first that went so well, I, you know, when people came by, there was another uh, veteran who came by. And I, I put it on the veteran's ride for free, but I didn't promote it much. It just uh-huh. kind of was there. And uh, another lady came by and uh, she, she came out and, and went on a trail ride for free, was super thankful. And then she started doing some lessons and was, was just involved and, you know, grooming horses. I just show up one day and she's out there grooming horses. I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to do a lesson or ride? She's like, no, I'm just here to groom horses. It's like, cool. <laughs> and uh she just like the other gentleman, she told me how you know she had some p t s d her her traumas were based on you know uh being assaulted uh by her by the elements of the 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 military you know not war related but still you know traumas um and so after her story and his story and it did i i decided i was going to uh take a memorial day and just make it completely free for veterans and their families. And then I also mentioned that veterans always ride for free, but their families could ride for free this day as well. Uh, And the news came out for that. Um, And when the news came out, this was the first time the news came out. And then the news was out like every month for a different thing from that point forward. Um, But they came out for the veterans. And once that happened, I would say a good 25% of the people on a daily basis from that point to now are veterans that come out. So
0: no kidding, wow! So how do we find Ocean View Stables? Ocean View
1: Stables, just like uh, what got me going at the beginning, you could book online at oceanviewstables.com. We are a few minutes away from the San Francisco Zoo, uh, right on the coast, and we uh, we're, we're just a few steps away from being in a tiny guest ranch in San Francisco. So you'll be able to stay on the facility, you'll be able to ride on the facility, do clinics. And uh, eat your barbecue food there. The whole, the whole thing. It's all coming together.
0: Wow, that's amazing, Zachary, dude. You, you've done great things, man, and you're you're making it happen. Revenue positive, and, and doing that exact thing that you wanted to do. You know, you just m- made it happen. And I love the whole, the multiple pivots, multiple streams of income, diversify. The horses are your rock, and you just add all these other pebbles to that to that rock. Is, is you know, simplistically genius. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I do want to give you the last word. Uh, you know, if you're talking to uh, veterans, uh, mil- military spouses, somebody from the military community out there that's looking to get out or maybe they already got out and they're floundering and they really want to get into business for themselves, what kind of advice do you have for them?
1: Yeah, I, you know, my way is non-traditional, but I don't believe it takes four years of business school for, for you to get going in entrepreneurship. Uh, so i i leveraged the v, the va or not the va loan the, sorry the, the gi bill i leveraged it to to better my position in my business but i had a very focused idea of what i wanted to do i think that it it would be a um, it would it would not do you justice to to follow this path of utilizing the gi bill to take some a few classes and build something if you're not very sure that that's where you want to go because this gi bill's a one time use so either you get that degree, go through the process of figuring out what you want to do for your business uh, and, and don't waste that GI Bill. But if you or if you have the idea, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you really have a focus on what you want to do. Leverage that GI Bill, get your housing taken care of, get your education, you know, take your classes wisely. You're not doing it to get that end degree. You're doing it to become an entrepreneur. So take classes that revolve around bettering your knowledge base so that you're a better entrepreneur have your, your, your base income to be able to move forward and, um, you know, leverage those, those loans that you don't have to pay back until you're done with school too. That's, that's a, that's a, you know, it's, it's hard to find somebody who's willing to fund your, your, your dreams, but colleges sure seem to want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome advice, Zachary. Well, um, you know, we really, really, uh, you know, appreciate you sharing your story and, uh, just, uh, thrilled and ecstatic that, you found you found a way to to make a living and do great things with uh following your dreams like this you know, I love this kind of business model um where it's one of one of those one off things and you're still making it happen um a lot of times you run into people that they want to follow their dream and do this one maybe off or eccentric thing but they never figure out how to make money at it and so it's it's hard to it's hard to do that and it's it's great when it happens to see you doing what you really love and also creating a business model around it that's uh, making money and sustainable. Yeah. And
1: this is my, this is my fourth facility. So I, this is, I've stood it up and, and, and put this process to work. And it's, it's, it's a foundational system because it's happened over and over and over again. And it's coming out with the same results each time. So. yes,
0: Entrepreneurship, yeah. entrepreneurship is a process. And once you run yeah. one successful thing through that process, go back and run another one through and it actually, if you, if you run two or three failures through the process, at least you've learned the process, then you find the one. Fell forward. Yeah, exactly. You find that one vehicle to the fight that actually be successful. It's all about learning the entrepreneurial process. It's not really necessarily about the idea. So, uh, it's, it's something systematic. that a lot of us learn as we get into it. All right. Well, thanks Zachary for, for a great interview and, uh, uh, look forward to seeing your future success in, uh, these two veterans or Oscar Mike.